0: We have the guest that we've been promising all afternoon. We have Dave Stokes with the Show Me Institute, Director of Municipal Policy. Uh, a point of personal privilege here. I have known this guy for a long time. I remember when we had no gray in our beards. And uh, we're getting a little long in the tooth there, Dave. I, it's probably time for me to lose the
1: beard, actually. It's, no, you never lo- want to lose a beard.
2: It's, it's, well, it used to As be the Red. chairman
1: of the Beard Caucus. <laughs> your is beard looks much chairman better of than I The ours. Beard Caucus. The
0: Beard Caucus. I say. Yeah, I motion
1: that you keep the beard.
0: <laughs> We're here to talk to Dave, uh, about two issues, really. Um, one of them is the St. Saint, Saint Louis County, or St., what is it? The Community College District. Um, a lot of people forget that there is an election, uh, next yeah, no, month and one of the issues on the ballot is a tax increase with the community college district and dave my first question is why would the community district put a tax increase on the ballot after a pandemic
2: well i I, that's a very good question i don't (laughs) i don't i don't know what what their detailed thinking behind the reasoning is i just i'm a supporter of community colleges i think that community colleges do a lot of good for our community hence, right. hence the, the only name.
0: that's the only college that accepted me after high school so I'm a big <laughs> supporter of uh, community colleges but well, that's, well, that's what they do
2: for so many people right. that they not everybody needs to go to an expensive four year School right away. Some people don't have no idea what they want to major in. You trade schools, community Tra- colleges, absolutely, and it's the same same package. So it's important. I believe in supporting our local community okay. college system, and in St. Louis City and County, and I think even small parts of some counties outside of mm-hmm. St. Louis County, you know. But it's mostly the city and county. Sure. Uh, the, so there's a property tax increase on the ballot because oh, go figure. Because community, <laughs> community colleges aren't paid for just by student fees. Sure. One of the reasons that the the costs to attend community college are so reasonable. And I've taken courses both for just interest and to take some supplemental courses at community colleges in, in my life. You know, we, we support it with a property tax. Right. So they have a, what is admittedly a, a pretty small property tax increase uh, on the ballot. It's one week from today, hmm. and it's eight cents. Per $100 of assessed valuation. So if you, owe, if you own a $300,000 home in St. Louis County, which I'm sort of guessing is right about average for St. Louis County and St. Louis City, $300,000 means $45, $45 for you. That's that's the tax I- increase. And I understand that for a lot of people, you know, $45 is decent money. Sure. That's not nothing to, to everyone. So that's just a choice that the voters have is, do do you think that the community college needs to spend a little more money? I I've not taken yeah. a course in a community yeah. college in quite some time, so I don't know the answer to that. But if you want to support community colleges, is it worth is it worth that roughly forty yeah. five? 45- if for a $300,000 home tax increase, or do you think that they should tighten their belts and perhaps charge students and attendees a little bit more? This is the question that's, that's up for debate one week from today. Well, what
0: would you say to critics who said, you know, we went through a pandemic uh uh, uh, enrollment was already down before the pandemic. It was severely down after the pandemic. Why is the community college? I know less students mean less money, but you're not spending as much money theoretically because enrollment is down. Why does the community college need a, a tax increase right now?
2: Well, I think you've those. That's a great question, and that's a great point. And if you were thinking about voting no, I think those are very. Legit, and I'm not putting legit. you on the
0: spot like you're advocating for it. I I'm know, just throwing I, it in. I as know, a, know, but okay. those
2: those are good points to raise. You know everybody was hurt during the pandemic many of us have recovered financially many, some people haven't sure so this is this is the this debate we have if this was a larger university i'd i'd probably be saying you know students and families should should be paying for this, not general taxpayers to some extent. But the community colleges, I think, are different. And they, they take the people in for one year programs or two year associate's degrees. Some of whom go on to the four year schools. Some of whom go right to work. Sure. Yeah. Some of whom are attending it during the whole pro, they're working during the whole process. So this is just a question the voters, the voters have. There's a community college district out in St. Charles. There's sure. the Jefferson College Community College. There's, they're, they're all over our listening region. So, but this one, the main one in St. Louis, this is eight cents per hundred, and I think it 's an interesting i think it 's an interesting question. I think there 's strong arguments on both sides, and I will not be that way for every <laughs> for every tax increase we talk about that 's on the ballot because you week. see my why other you're, ones because
0: oh, while yeah. you 're saying all this, you
1: can see my eyebrow is kind of furrowed a little <laughs> bit while you 're talking about that. Go ahead, Nick. we are speaking with David Stokes, director of the municipal policy at the Show Me Institute david um. A lot of realtors that I know have said the prices have skyrocketed. So what is that going to do when it comes time to value your home? Is it a true valuation of your home? And I've seen year after year from the Kansas City side and the St. Louis side, this is one of the issues that does get a little bit of bipartisan support, is that we have to rein back in the property tax valuation. So is that going to impact how much money this is actually going to bring in, the fact that that the the value of homes right now has skyrocketed? Well, it will. It's it's interesting because one of the reasons
2: why they're probably having it in an August special election, and these <laughs> these August special elections are very unusual in an odd-numbered year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same reason for the Frontenac and the Clayton property tax increases is they have to get it voted on in August yeah. because then the then when everybody has to recalculate their property taxes when assessments to all of our homes or commercial properties or farms, when that's all finalized here in a couple months they'll be able to calculate their new property tax based on the increased value as either approved or rejected by the voters. If they waited till just a little bit longer, they'd have to calculate their they'd have to yes. first calculate their lower rate and then perhaps increase it beyond that. So they are doing this intentionally, I believe. There's nothing automatically wrong with it because yes, Houses throughout the St. Louis region, houses throughout America, but we're here talking about the St. Louis listening region, are certainly going up in value dramatically. And that will, thanks, thanks to some changes at the legislature about 10 years ago, spearheaded by then-Senate President Mike Gibbons, and which absolutely had bipartisan support, though, absolutely had bipartisan support. That you know, we've there's now a requirement that the rollbacks are much more strictly enforced when property valuations go up than they used to be. So it used to be that valuations would go up, and some of the districts rolled their rates back yeah. to offset it, and there was a lot of sort of loopholes as well. Now the loopholes are mostly gone. So as assessments go up, rates are going to go back, they're not going to go back. To a zero-sum to a zero, to a zero sum right. increase. But the rollback requirements now in the St. Louis region should be strong enough that I don't... If your home goes up an average amount, you shouldn't see a large tax increase. You'll right. see some. It's the people who go up above average. If, if the average increase is 15% in our region and they increase your home... By 25%, it's that 10% difference
1: which is going to wallop you. Well, and We hoped to kind of tackle that last year when we came back in after the hiatus, the COVID hiatus. Right. We came back in for the last three weeks. One of my bills got amended, and it, it, we started out that anything above, I think it was 8%, in, uh, in a new valuation, new increase, the, the presumption would flip. And then they would actually have to prove instead of us proving, no, 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 that's not the, the, the correct valuation. So the the rebuttable presumption has switched a little bit, but we hadn't reined it in. We had not gotten um, on top of what Kansas City mm-hmm. and St. Louis have done with their pro- property tax uh, valuations. Real quick, can you give us, do you have any statistics on the average outcome or the voter turnout in an August or even an April election in Missouri? And I, I'll follow that up with a uh, second question. I I don't have any statistics for you, but clearly the
2: voter turnout rate in an August special election in an odd numbered year like this is
1: going to be very low. So you typically have uh, these groups that are behind it. You have mm -hmm. the the community college or whoever special interest group. Their supporters are going to be coming out more so than people against this, correct? That would be the – that's the political logic behind
2: it and often true. Now, in in Clayton, Frontenac, and Webster Groves, we have really key – local ballot issues on the ballot. Yeah. I think you're going to see high to turnout.
0: Get, I want you to get to that zoning. Absolutely.
2: I think you're going to have really high turnout in all three. I don't mean like presidential election <laughs> turnout of 80... You would usually get 90% voter turnout in a place like Clayton, Webster Groves, or Frontenac. You won't get that. But I think I would predict, and you, y'all can hold me to this, I think you'll have surprisingly high turnout in those three cities hmm. for, for this election because the zoning... Debate the zoning question in Webster Groves and the property tax increases in Clayton, and especially the enormous tax increase proposal in Frontenac.
0: I think it's going to bring a lot of people out. Dave, how much do you how how much do you think these zoning changes in these areas have to do with um, the Biden administration wanting to change zoning um, laws and and have HUD ha- add incentives to these municipalities so that they have to zone more for multi-family? Uh, dwellings instead of single families, and a lot of people think that that is a way to destroy the suburbs. Is this part of that, do you think, or is this something separate from that?
2: It's part of the same larger movement, and a movement which I'll I'll be clear I'm not opposed to in every way. I'm not opposed to liberalizing zoning rules automatically. I think there's, I'm not saying I would support every one. The one in Webster Groves, I'm not opposed to allowing more duplexes in part of Webster Groves. I have nothing against a, a duplex. My, I lived with my yeah. parents when, as a kid in a yeah. duplex for a short period of time. There's nothing wrong with duplexes. There's a concern when I talk to the people who live in Webster Groves mm-hmm. that it's not just about adding more duplexes to single-family home parts of, of Webster Groves, that it's combined there yeah. with a new proposal to, to allow a lot more apartment buildings and mm-hmm. commercial parts of Webster Groves. Again, I'm not reflexively opposed to apartment buildings. Yeah. Uh, there's also a giant development. It's called the Douglas Hill proposal yeah. to redevelop a lot of Webster Groves with a lot more apartments, a lot more but, tourists. But, and that's, that's going to have a huge tiff opposed to it mm. uh, as part of it, and I would be opposed to that. But perhaps the most important thing, Chris, is that Webster Groves a couple of years ago passed a law. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clayton and the city of St. Louis are the only two other cities that have this law in Missouri. It's called a source of income rule. Uh, meaning that a landlord in Webster Groves, if somebody wants, if you put your house, your apartment, your duplex, whatever, yeah. out for rent, and somebody comes and wants to pay for it with Section 8 housing, huh, okay. you are required by law to accept that Section 8 housing. Wow. And that is, I don't agree with that at all. And first of all, the federal there's no federal rule that says a landlord has to participate in Section 8, and it's a federal program. Yeah.
0: A lot of people would say that's what happened to Ferguson in that area where Michael Brown lived with those apartments. I used to date a girl that lived in those apartments around 1985, 86. Those were really, really I nice apartments. I grew up not too North far from winds, there. Yeah. And I was shocked that when the whole Michael Brown situation happened how those apartments had deteriorated and I didn't know that they had went to section eight so I think you know that could be a lot of the fear that the more apartments and things you have people aren't going to have an ownership uh, in the in their dwellings and they're going to let them lapse
2: I think a lot of people in Webster Groves are are concerned about that so what Webster Groves did just a couple months mm-hmm. ago was they passed an ordinance zoning changes allowing for More duplexes in many single family zoned parts of Webster Groves. Again, I'm not opposed to that. Sure. But some people in Webster Groves were opposed to it. You know, you invest your money in a community that is zoned the way you think it's going to stay, that you put your hard earned money. That's not even my personal preference. I live in University City, right by Delmar, where there's tons of apartments. Mm -hmm. That's what my family likes. I don't mind. But if other people want to invest their money in, in Webster Groves and single family homes, And then you're suddenly passing ordinances that are allowing more duplexes and then requiring the scary part for Mm -hmm. some people. You're not going to require Section 8 to be taken, even if a landlord doesn't choose to. This is forcing somebody to participate in a welfare program if they have no desire to participate
0: in the program. And then you put put that together with what's happened with COVID, where... Landlords aren't getting paid. You could have that situation again. It seems like St. Louis County and everyone's trying to shut the economy down again. So, well, that's the big vote. And it's sort
2: of a confusing vote because if you want, so people opposed to this ordinance in Webster Grove's got a referendum on the ballot. Mm -hmm. The Webster Grove city charter allows referendums. Not every city does. And they, so it's on the ballot a week from today. And you have to, if you're going to just think, I'm opposed. To this this bill, right. this duplex saying, "I'm going to vote no against it," but but you actually have to vote yes right. if you want no to the bill. You have to vote yes, and if you want yes to more duplexes, you have to vote no. Wow. And of so course, there's going to be it, a little confusion about and of that. Of course,
0: that was not by design. That's just how it happened to make it confusing like that. Correct.
2: Well, it is a referendum. <laughs> it was passed, and I right. I
0: don't think that was intentionally done to confuse
2: people. And if you what? and if you go through the Webster Kirkwood Times the last few weeks, you know it is all over the Webster-Kirkwood yeah. Times. Huge ads about y- vote no, uh-huh. vote yes, letters to the editor like, like crazy. It's going to be a very interesting interesting vote out there That's a my week go- from today.
0: That's my good friend David Stokes, Director of Municipal Policy at the Show Me Institute. This will be a regular Tuesday thing, Dave. I'm, I'm so
2: looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm so excited about your new station, your new show. This is great. And then finally we got the last thing is there's a, just a giant tax increase in Frontenac compared to a much more modest one in Clayton. And I think the Frontenac one is just, it's a bridge too far. You're talking $150,000 tax increase on Plaza Frontenac alone, wow. a, well over $1,000 for an just ordinary Frontenac home. I
0: think this is way too far in front now. That's David Stokes with the Show Me Institute. He will be with us every Tuesday, giving us more great information like that. You're listening to the TCT on News Talk STL 101.9. You're also grooving to the incomparable Luther Vandross.